Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Infinite Boost podcast. This is something that I've been thinking about doing for quite some time, and well, here it is. So as you can see from the title, this is this is a diamond roundtable. So basically what I did was I reached out to people in my Discord, diamond players, and what we're going to talk about is basically getting to diamond, being in diamond, and you know, what might be keeping all of these folks, not keeping them in diamond, but what are the things that they're working on? What are the things that they're up against and what the things are that they feel like is going to take them to the next level? And the interesting thing about this is, and, and the thing that excites me the most about it is just that everybody is different. Everybody is, you know, in a different place and diamond looks different for everybody. And that's what I'm hoping to come out of this. So before we get going, why don't we all just go around our little line and introduce ourselves, introduce yourselves, and then and then we'll get into whatever is going to happen. So whoever wants to go, go for it. I, mean, I guess I'll start. Um, I'm George. Diamond one, div one. Uh, so new into diamond. New into diamond, yes. Uh, I was about two games away from Diamond 2, went on a lost streak. Now I'm back, Diamond 1, Div 1. Um, but yeah, just uh, have less than 1,000 hours played. So, How many hours total, do you know? Um, I don't, so I play on Xbox, okay. so I can only see okay. uh, in-game hours. Got it. Okay. Uh, all right, thank you. And who's next? I guess I'll go. Uh, my name's Brett. I'm pretty much in the same boat as George here. Uh, just broke into Diamond within the past month. Probably been playing somewhere in the order of 500 hours. And uh, yeah, no, we, we just broke out of Plat. I hit Diamond 1, Div 4, and then we went on a lost streak. So I'm right there just clinging to Diamond right now. Okay. And just so, George, just do a quick little hop so I know where you're at. Because the names don't mass. Okay, so there's George. Where's Brett? Nice. Oh, perfect. You're in line. Okay. Who's next? I guess I'll go ahead since I'm next. Um, my name's Kai. I'm sitting between Diamond 2 and Diamond 3. Changes every week. Um, I have a little bit over 1,000 hours, around 1,100 hours in the game. And uh, I've been playing since last year, last November. So that's that's after free to play, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Next. Uh, I am next. I'm Romeo, or my actual name is Thomas. I'm Diamond Three Div Two. Kind of fluctuate between Diamond Three and Diamond Two. I have a little less than two hundred in-game hours, and yeah. All right. Very good. Thank you. Last but not least. Uh, my name is Rob. I also go by Pro, um, not because I'm a pro, but just because that's the name that's associated with my tag. <laughs> uh, I'm Diamond Two Div Four right now. Um, the highest that I've been is Diamond Three Div Four, one game away from champ, and then I got uh, decided to run a uh, solo queue and. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not very good with randoms. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
yeah, that's uh, that's me. All right, nice. Okay, so I guess the the first question that I'd love to hear from you guys, and again, just kind of bounce off, and and we'll see where we go. But what are and this is the Infinite Boost podcast, right? So we're not just going to start flaming the random people and throwing internet people under the bus. That's not what we're here for. What are what are some of the biggest challenges that you guys have right now in your in your rank? Um, I'll start. Uh, I've noticed that in my games, I struggle with uh, keeping momentum. Um, trying to stay close to the play. Um, often I see myself kind of standing uh, or rather parked up, I guess, uh, in goal and uh, I'll have a shot coming towards me. Um, and I feel like it's just better to continue being in motion. Uh, that way during transition, you have an easier tra uh, transition rather than relying on uh on your teammates. For example, I, I main twos. Um, so if I'm back post, uh, you know, I often find myself just kind of waiting for something. Um, I just feel like that that's something I have to work on is, uh, just keeping momentum and, and, you know, being in uh, the right position, uh, to make the play. Mm. Yeah, Can anybody relate to that or, Oh yeah. Any yeah. new things? Yeah, I mean, I, I do twos as well, and I think right now I'm struggling with positionally where to be to support my teammate, because half the time I'll end up going out for boost, and then you know by the time I've gotten the boost and focus back on the play, I'm way too far away from it. You know, it just the decision making I don't think is quite there yet. Yeah, I would have to say decision making. Um... Whereas like, I think it's consistency with me is sometimes I'm on and then sometimes I'm just like on the other part of the field that I should be. <laughs> um, yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And, and like, it's all, it's all about situations. Like sometimes my idea is right. And then the same situation will happen, but people are in a different, my teammates are in a different spot. So the situation doesn't play out the same. So I, I react in the way that I would have before, which is the opposite of the way that I should have because of the way that my teammates were set up, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Okay. And uh, on the topic, uh, it's kind of funny because uh, about like 10, 15 minutes ago, a couple of us were actually in the uh, in a voice chat in the Discord. And uh, we were actually talking about, uh, you know, things we have to work on and such. And um I had asked, uh, well, rather, I stated that uh, rotations and positioning can absolutely get somebody to at least champion. Um, personally, I feel like mechanics, advanced mechanics, rather, uh, don't necessarily play a huge part uh, until, you know, further ranks. Like I said, I feel like you can easily get to Ellie's champion just off of rotation positioning and shot accuracy. Kind of going off of that, what I've been working on a lot is just general consistency. So I like to solo queue a lot. I don't know if anybody else does. 
but I feel like the toughest part of solo queuing is adapting to a new teammate and seeing what he likes to do and kind of supporting him. And with that change in every game, the consistency, uh, it varies. So one game you could feel like you're doing great. The next game you could feel like, you know, you're not playing very well. So I've been working on aerial consistency and shot consistency and also trying to recognize uh, what my teammates like to do and trying to support them the best way I can instead of adding to the ball chasing or anything else that's going wrong. Yeah, do you guys feel like you primarily solo queue or do you play with friends? I'd like to hear from all of you on that one. I do a little bit of both, really. Yeah, mine's mine's definitely a mixture. When I try to rank up, I solo queue, but recently I've been playing with like my plat three buddy, so... You know, so, uh, mostly with the friends there. For me, it's actually kind of funny. Uh, my main duo partner, um, I actually introduced him to the game, and uh, now he's champion. <laughs> mm. uh, he plays uh, keyboard mouse. Um, and yeah, so as far as uh, competitive goes, I try to. I try to have a dual partner. For example, if uh, if this particular friend is, is unavailable, um, I'll actually hop into the Rocket League Discord, the official Discord for Rocket League, and uh, they have a uh, looking for group channel. So I'll hop in, write my rank, you know, Xbox, NA East. Um, and uh, believe it or not, that's actually how I kind of got to diamond uh just playing with a bunch of people having communications um and other other than that i kind of just uh try to focus on what i'm doing wrong um and trying to improve uh as an individual rather than you know blame blaming it on my teammate all the time (laughs) Yeah, but what's the fun in that, really? Don't have anybody to blame. Then. Yeah, Poking right? fun Come at on. each other is the biggest But nobody likes ones. It's, every, <laughs> it's always everybody else's fault. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it goes. That's oh. going to be my first t-shirt that I sell. It's just going to say, <laughs> it's your fault on it. <laughs> and everybody will want one in Rocket League, ever. So I want I want to go back to this whole positioning thing, because I think that's really interesting. Uh, because that's something that I've been thinking about a lot. So I'm curious for you guys, how long have you noticed that decision-making is something that you have to work on? Like in your games, when did that light bulb appear above your head? Like, oh man, I need to work on this when it comes to decision-making and positioning. Mine was in gold. Like I I knew right away, but I didn't know how severe it was. Yeah, well, and I'm sure that obviously you're not gold anymore, so your decision-making and positioning has improved, right? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So was there a point in Diamond where you thought to yourself, okay, what I used, or what what was it that triggered it for you this time around? Like, oh, those things that I was doing then doesn't work for me now. Uh. Diamond one was kind of a mixture. 
uh, when I got, so it's funny because as he said, we were in a, in the discord kind of just chatting and, and talking about things. And um, for me, like in diamond two and diamond three, I didn't feel a huge difference, but from diamond to one to diamond two, um, right when I hit diamond two is when I kind of realized like, Oh, okay, this stuff isn't working. <laughs> uh, I need to change some stuff up. Like, you know, turning on the ball here or a little tap here. Um, just little minuscule things. Uh, people would read a lot more. And I think, I think that's, if I'm understanding correctly, um, then that's when I started to realize that putting myself in different situations were a better idea. So that's when situational awareness really became a thing. For me, it's like, uh, when you notice somebody hesitating with the ball, even if you're farther away, you can usually beat them to that ball or at least take possession away from them. That's something I realized that I need to kind of do more often is just commit to what I want to do instead of sitting there and hesitating. And the next thing I know, somebody challenges me and they beat me to the ball. So, same for here. Me, for me, I, uh, I was in gold for about nine months and I struggled getting out of gold. Um, I finally broke out, got to plat, and uh, this year, actually, I, uh, believe it or not, started listening to the Infinite Boost podcast, and uh, it actually got me back into Rocket League. Um, even more so, it actually motivated me to, to grind and, and, and to rank up. Um, flew through Platinum, and... Probably around plat two is when I really started uh, considering how I played my positioning. Um, so I'd say my turning point, uh, my turning point was probably plat two, plat three. Um, that's when I really started actually being patient. Um, I can't exactly remember who it was, uh, but there was a guest uh, on the podcast that. Uh, had said you have more time than you think you do mm. um and that really resonated with me and i kind of just took that into consideration and implemented it into my game and uh i've seen massive results massive results um but at the same time uh i don't uh, i'm not sure if it was the exact same episode or whatever but uh Tom had actually said that the first person to touch the ball will most likely score uh, as far as like a 50 goes. Um, and so I feel like in certain situations, you have to know when to be patient. And in others, you really have to know when to go for it. Um, mm. And I think that the transition from like plat to diamond and a little bit higher into ranks, just uh, knowing the distance uh, between you and the ball versus the ball and your opponent uh, is, is really crucial uh, because if you can beat your opponent, then you can keep it on their half uh, and continue applying pressure. 
Um, and with that obviously comes, you know, the potential for a play or a pass or whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say uh, my turning point was like mid mid plat. That's when I really started uh, breaking down my game and, and seeing how I can improve. Mm. And Brett, you were you were going to say something too? Yeah, no, we actually, um, so kind of like two of those points, right? So me and my friend, a while back, we tried to run that IGL tournament back where we're still in plat, and that's kind of a, a really low uh, rank to try to try to play those tournaments. We got paired against diamonds and just got absolutely destroyed. But uh, at that point in time, we were, you know, we had a, a kind of a rough coach through nines, and the guy was like, oh, you know, golden platinum, just boom the ball, boom the ball, boom the ball. And to be honest, that worked pretty well for a while until you got to like plat three. You could just smash the ball, have a really wide rotation. You could have half the field between you and your teammate in twos. And there wasn't really a repercussion because they just boomed it back, you know? And it wasn't until we broke into diamond that we started realizing that the second you boom the ball to the other side, people will catch it and just dribble it back at you. So the rotation that we were running no longer made any sense at all. And we got absolutely destroyed the first couple of games in diamond. You know, and that made us, you know, go back, look at the replays, figure out where we were positioned, how we could change it. You know, and from there, we've just been trying to learn how to challenge that type of scenario. And, you know, can, can you come from the blind side and take the ball from them? What, what all you can do to try to get an edge over somebody who's now dribbling the ball at you, which is kind of still a new experience since we've only been in Diamond for about a month. Yeah. Okay. So next thing that I'm curious about is... Now that you're like not in or in diamond, what were the big things that really got you from platinum into diamond? Like what, what do you feel like were the things that you improved on that got you up to the next level? Definitely shot consistency. You know, you try and make sure that when you touch the ball, if you're going to shoot at the goal that, you know, you have a higher, higher accuracy, make sure you make more of your shots, you know, cause both me and my teammate, we were, we were bouncing it off the crossbar. We were bouncing it off the goalpost. We'd be all around the goal, but we couldn't get it in the goal. And it would always be we had enough opportunities to win the game if the ball had gone in the net. So we just kind of sat down and grinded out different training packs, different scenarios, made our own, and just tried to try to figure out what we were lacking at that point in time, you know, to be able to make the shot on our opponents. Any other thoughts on that? Yeah, that's yeah. really the main thing that I've been trying to work on is definitely shot consistency being able to put it where i want to put it i think how how have you been doing that um just training packs and then just in like in casual matches and ones okay and romeo what about you so what took me out of like plat three diamond one to like a solid diamond two diamond three was definitely just consistency, like uh, aerial consistency mostly, is when you go up for the ball, not only hit it, but hit it with purpose. And for that, I just I do like basic aerial packs, things that I should never miss, and I do it over and over again, so I don't miss it, and then I, the results you know, carry over to in-game. I'm not missing shots anymore. When I was plat three, I was definitely jumping for balls and missing, whereas I never see myself do that anymore. To segue off that, I actually have never ran a training pack um never done any training packs well well let me get there let me get there i i so (laughs) i was in plat and uh 
started listening to the, the podcast and um I was just playing. I would uh I'd warm up with a casual or two. Um and then just hop into comp. I never really practice any any specific uh mechanic or or uh scenario. Um until I saw people just flying over me and uh I realized that uh I had I had to practice had to um so I started running some basic training packs um believe it or not I I actually didn't learn how to half flip until like I got into diamond so what are some of the first training packs you started working on? Just the the, the basic aerial like rookie to all-star and then uh, striker packs. Um, oh, like not even the custom ones? Yeah, like not ones even custom. Are... Yeah, just, just like the featured packs. Um, and then recently and... I, I, I got into... Uh, into uh like customs uh you know like a shadow defense um and uh backboard defense and all that good stuff now when you guys pick training packs are you or when you pick what you're working on are you picking something that you're working on because you want to work on something specific or you just heard somebody say something that, oh, I've been working on this training pack or this is something that I've been working on. So you just like work on that. Do you go into training packs with purpose or is it just like something that you're working on? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Um, I, I search yeah, the agree. browse all the time. Um, but like on the podcast, um, a lot of what's suggested, I'll go and I'll try it out, um, by the way. My favorite one's backboard therapy by far. Mm-hmm. But uh uh when i when I got into Diamond, I never did any training packs. I did free play, uh just to try to stay close to the ball. And then I started finding training packs that really honed in on something that I saw in my game that needed help. Uh I think it's pretty across the board that aerials were some of the stuff that we had. <laughs> uh like I would go up for aerials and just completely miss like no tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but going into training packs, going into actually weirdly enough, backboard therapy helped that a lot. Uh, but I'm more of a free play kind of figure it out person. Okay. Other than, yeah. I think uh, during one of the episodes, uh, I believe it was the guest that said that uh, free play isn't as fun until you actually learn mechanics. Um, and honestly, I, I, I would disagree. Um, and this is coming from a, a console player. So we just got this update that uh, allowed the uh, the free ball... Uh, you know, like passes and up, and down, triples. left, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we just got that a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I was in free play, just bouncing the ball around, just 
<laughs> get uh getting used to uh used to the controls uh you know used to uh how my car moves uh you know how uh how the physics aspect of rock league is like actually imp- implemented mm-hmm. so, for example like i had no idea how to aerial uh hopped in free play and uh I would just fly around the entire map until I touched something, and I would just jump back up and keep going. Um, so I feel like free play is actually very, very useful just just to get an idea of how your car moves and how it reacts with the different inputs. Sure. Uh, so I, yeah. I think it's uh, it, it's pretty valuable at uh, at all rankings. Definitely. What about the rest of you guys? Are you mostly like free play or training pack? Or how do you how do you differentiate between the two? I think it depends on what you have to work on, really. If you're trying to learn like off the wall aerials, you could do a lot of that in free play. But whereas if you're trying to do like double touches or something else, you know, training packs definitely help a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think with like small, I shouldn't say smaller, but mechanics like half flips and, you know, wave dashes and that kind of stuff. I think uh, free play really helps. But like he said, like double taps, uh, wall, wall reads, that kind of stuff is probably better in a training pack to begin with. Yeah, until the last update, we had to do pretty much straight tra- training packs on the console to do any type of defending. Yeah. It wasn't until they added sure. that functionality that you could kind of just do it on the fly and see if you could save it. So how long have you guys been in Plat? Or not Plat. Sorry. I, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. How long have you guys been in Diamond, like, timeline-wise? So has it been, like, weeks, days, months? How long has it been as you've kind of gotten into this area of the rink um for me it's probably so the first time i touched diamond i actually wrote in the discord it's it's actually pretty funny because uh i was one game away from diamond and i ended up losing an ot um but like two days later i ended up getting it so i i'd say uh it's probably been around a month or so that uh, okay I, i got into diamond Yeah, I wrote in the Discord too. Um, but I, I think it was like two months, two or three months. Okay. Definitely two months for me, but I haven't had a ton of time to play Rocket League with a career and everything else going on, unfortunately. Sure. Those darn jobs always get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's been about Brett, a month. What about you? It's been about a month, and uh, to be honest, half of that was you know the career work trips and everything kind of got in the way. wasn't able to wasn't able to play at all. But yeah, so yeah. we've been sitting there about a month. Okay, Kai. For me, I'd say since like a couple weeks after the new season started, since I got my computer. Okay. So you got a computer, and then you got into diamond. Yeah. Yeah. 
that Didn't usually happens. So none of you, none of you necessarily do any of you have a feeling of like being stuck where you're at right now? Like how are, how are you feeling about where you are in ranked right now? I don't feel stuck at the moment, but I think you, you can definitely see there's a skill disparity. So to proceed and to keep on climbing, we're definitely going to have to grind out just the basic mechanics, try to make sure you can keep the ball close to the car. And, you know, I, I don't feel stuck yet, but I have no doubt I'll hit a plateau soon and just have to go back to training and grind it out. Okay, so when you say that you can feel a skill disparity, like what – and obviously you run into Smurfs every now and then, right? Like those those games aside, what do you feel like are the differences in between you and the players that are clearly better than you right now? But you you feel like at the same time, it's within your grasp. Like what are those differences? It's definitely close car control at the moment. Um, you know, I'm, I, with Platt, we're real used to being able to, you're going to have a little more space, you know, you can, you can throw the ball up in the air. You can try to follow it up with another touch, or you know, you can just just smash one across the on the ground half the half the court. But now, you know, I don't have as good of the ball control when it's either on top of the car or next to the car. And you know, we'll play against people that we can get them when they overcommit and we take a long shot to the goal because that's that's what we've been how we've been playing. But you know, when it comes just one to one on one and they're dribbling at you. I don't necessarily have the skills to stop that. You know, it's I, I make a commit that I know is probably going to miss in hopes that my teammate can catch it before the guy I'm going against has recovered and gotten the ball back. You know, and at that point, we try to just get it past him, past the teammate, and then into the goal. And that has worked, but I don't know for how much longer that's going to work. To, to, to bounce off of that, um, so earlier I had mentioned uh, – my friend that is now in champion, he, uh, he actually made ones for a very long time. And, um, one thing that he told me is that, well, obviously ones help with one V one. Um, <laughs> so I feel like in that situation where, uh, you know, let's say for example, your teammate goes for the kickoff, um, and, you have an opportunity to go off of left wall. Um, do you control in that situation or do you just boom it and go for the shot? What do you guys think? Do you think it's situational? I think it's situational, but I yeah. think most of the time I would go control. Control. Yeah. I, I would absolutely agree. Um, and at that point, I feel like off a kickoff, if you control a second man, I feel like it's almost a 1v2 because your team, well, I mean, your teammate goes off the side boost. So, I mean, it's definitely interesting. I think it also depends on game mode. Like in twos, you're going to have a lot more opportunity in ones to control the ball, whereas threes, you're not going to have that much time. So deciding when to control the ball and when to boom it is, I feel like, uh, very situational. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I think that's probably what's going to get us because right now, still learning when to make that decision. And I've noticed me and my teammate, we kind of just throw the ball out there in hopes that we can recover it or get the shot on goal. 
I think that's going to be what catches up with us and, and halts our progress here, probably in, probably before we even get out of Diamond 1. I think uh, the higher that you get to, the more you stop, like, I don't know, this is just me. For me, though, I stopped uh, really trying to just fling the ball up unless there's nobody back for them. Then I'll just try to clear it down if I know that my teammate's going to be down there. Um, but controlling it, having a destination for where I'm hitting the ball is is been a big help. Um, going to the question, uh, I was challenged slash made a goal that by the end of the season I wanted to be at least champ one. Um, so we're working towards that. <laughs> and where are you getting right now? Um, I'm in D2, Div 4. Okay. Jumps there. Getting close. Yeah. Been to D3, Div 4, but dip down, then jump back up, and then dip down. You know how it goes. <laughs> I do, in right fact, in the wave. know how it goes. I <laughs> very much know how it goes. What do you What do you think was the biggest thing for you in those games that were like right on the cusp of getting into champ. Do you think it like what, what it made you go back down? Like what was uh, happening? One of the things is I think I was trying, this is going to sound funny, but I think I was trying too hard. Um, I was trying to force things when I shouldn't have uh, probably nerves, but I've also learned since being up there and, and trying to get back is uh, slowing down. Um, I've slowed down a lot and going back to situations um, I've made my decisions a lot more prominent so that's the that's what I learned <laughs> like what's okay so what's one of the biggest changes you feel like you've made with your decision making uh, controlling the ball um, trying to get a hold of the ball, keep it on my car or close to, and making the opponent miss. And you play twos mostly? Yeah, twos. Do any of you guys play threes, or are you mostly all just twos players? I, I play mostly threes. I do a mix of both, between twos and threes. I'm 100% twos. Okay. I do a mix of both. Yeah, I'm like 90% twos. Mainly twos, though. Wait, what was that last thing? I didn't hear the last person. You said uh, he was uh, 90% twos. Okay, got okay. it. That's yeah. Got it. Okay, so I think my next question, and this goes back to what um, somebody said about having not spent a lot of time in training packs or anything, like getting up to like where you are. And it's not this isn't necessarily specifically for you, but I'm just curious in general, what are you guys thinking about in games or what is your mindset in games or what is your breakdown of how you look at what's happening, what you think about what's happening, how you make your decisions, like where are you at with uh, those, like your, your thought process in games and how do you feel like that's changed maybe over the past couple of weeks about where you're at? Uh, as opposed to where you were in lower diamond or platinum, depending on where you are now. So I think that uh, recently my uh, 
my perspective of the game has uh, expanded in a sense where when I'm playing, I'm not just focused on what I'm doing or where the ball is going uh, rather than the entire field. Um, and back in Platt, I would just go for the ball or I would focus on what I'm doing and stuff like that. Um, it wasn't until I actually started watching like a replay or two, uh, just the perspective of the free camera, the size of the stadium, you can see like how, how big the map actually is and how much space you actually have to work with. So recently I've been trying to kind of see the bigger picture and I've been utilizing my right stick way more than I ever have. Um, and how has that benefited you? I mean, just, uh, you know, I, I kind of get an idea of if I can beat somebody to the ball or if my teammate is in a position where they can receive a pass um, kind of just gives me uh, a lot of insight on what I can do next versus when I was in Platt, I kind of just make a decision on the fly. Mm. Without necessarily all the information you needed to make that decision. Yeah, absolutely. Got it. Okay, Brett, I... what about what about you? Oh, hmm. I mean, lately, we've been really looking at just like the, the replays and whatnot. And I, I know something similar how, you know, you, you have a lot more space than you think when you're playing. But trying to trying to kind of put aside a defender charging at you when you have the ball and trying to figure out when... I guess it's all a matter of timing. When when to cut it in, when to throw it to your teammate. And for me, it's mostly been learning to how to how to continue to be a good teammate for, for my friend here, because we've both been hitting training packs pretty hard and we took radically different directions. So our roles in the team almost changed. And it's trying to take I used to play very defensively and trying to graph that into a, being a supporting offensive player. It's been a, a whole learning experience that I'm still trying to figure out how I fit in, when to when to come in for the attacks, when to support, when to fall back. It's a whole new experience. I didn't, really didn't think there'd be that much difference from Platt to Diamond, but it's it's crazy. Bless you. Uh, okay. Um, whoever is next to the next person. Kai, I think that's you. Yeah, I can go. Um, yeah. I... Playing, I solo queue a lot, a lot more than I play with with friends or anything, especially in ranked. And I'll, as of recently, I've been trying to watch my replays as much as I can when I lose a game and win a game. And what I've noticed is, like when I used to be in plant, I would just play it how I wanted to play it, and not really, not not realize until I got to diamond, like I try to adjust to teammates solo queuing and figure out how their play style is. 
and go off of that. All right. And so what, what was it that really made you kind of come to that realization and then start, and maybe how are you playing differently now that you're doing that? I'm playing, I'm playing a little bit more defensive compared to aggressive how I used to play. And what, what made me think about that is just from when I was, I was diamond three and twos and I like, I just went on a big losing streak because I wasn't adjusting to, to my teammate. Have you watched any of those replays? I have, I have. Okay. And what were, were there any common threads on like why you were losing those games? Just double committing and me not realizing positioning, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Romeo, what about you? What is what like? How are you? How are you looking at your games? What are the things that you're thinking about in your games? Something that has helped me a lot recently is just taking a second to look around the field and see where your teammates and everyone else is positioned and where they're facing. So you can kind of get an idea of where you need to be or what they're thinking about doing. And then you can kind of work around them doing that. Instead of just kind of doing your own thing, you can try to work around your teammates, which I find really helpful. Yeah. Pro, what about you? Um, it's It's been kind of like a, a ladder effect or a step effect. Um I used to, you know, see ball, hit ball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's how it was for a while. And then I started paying attention to uh, what my teammates were doing. And then I got my PC and field of view and clarity uh, really helped. Even though I, is the field of view the same? I think it might be. Um, it's adjustable in both versions. Yeah. Uh, might just be the graphics then, but I started paying attention or I just am smarter now, maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> I started paying attention to what my teammates are doing. Plus what the opponent's doing, um, like where they're positioned at and how the ball's going to react to whoever's going to hit it, whoever's going to get the hit first, um, trying to read my teammates and opponents fifties. Uh, so I play a lot more defensive, but trying to play more defensive, but also learn when to be aggressive. Uh-huh. Uh, like being able to turn that switch on and off uh, when I need to has been what I've been practicing as of lately, but uh-huh. that's the, that's the latter effect that it has been it pretty recently. And it's come together relatively quick. How do you guys think you learn how to make better decisions in Rocket League? Losing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I, I heard it when you get punished, you don't forget it, but somebody else was saying something else. I think it might have been me talking about uh, having other people or even watching replays yourself. They can kind of tell you what you did wrong uh, outside of a scope that you wouldn't think of especially when they're higher ranked than you. They think differently and you can kind of learn off of that. Yeah. So I, I, 
I think I just want to ask this question again, because I think you all kind of chimed in and got excited by somebody. I think I just said, how do you learn how to make better decisions? And the, the immediate answer was losing. So then how do you take, like, how do you guys as, and I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I think that I was in diamond at like 1500 hours. How, I mean, most of you guys, started after free to play though right yeah i started like literally two weeks before okay so have any of you been playing since that was 2020 have any of were any of you playing like in the beginning of 2020 or in 2019 me yeah Yeah, i was i was playing in 2019 but uh i was just kind of goofing around with some of my friends never really took it super serious but you've been you've been taking the game a little bit more seriously now like in the past year or so i'd say within the past like four to five months okay i've i've really like broken down my game and actually uh took it way way more serious okay because yeah. I feel, I feel like I didn't get to champ until in between a thousand. I think it was like twelve hundred hours. Uh, so, and I only say that because the game that I started with. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the first RLCS World Championship, but I mean, most people say that like di- they're they're at like a diamond level now. Like those guys that were the pros playing in the world championship are basically like diamond players now, which I feel is really interesting. I'm curious though, do you guys feel like uh, YouTube content or Rocket League content in general has helped you improve at the game? Like what do you feel has been the biggest kind of and this is not me trying to give myself a pat on the back. So if any of you say anything about my podcast, I'm going to ban you from the Discord. Um, <laughs> I'll take I'll I'll take the ban. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm not interested in that right now. I I do want to hear about other things. Um, but do you feel like you've utilized content to move you forward, or what do you feel like has helped you make consistent progress? But besides, of course, actually putting in the work to improve on various things. Um, so I, I actually I ingest a lot of Rocket League content, um, whether that be streams, YouTube videos, um, anything. Uh, whey protein is one of the the big uh, um, big players in my YouTube <laughs> uh, stuff and. I'm forgetting his name. I think his name, I can't remember it at the, off the top of my head, but there's another one that does mechanics a lot. And uh, that's what I normally look for. Um, if I'm looking for how people, what people do in different situations, I'll watch streams because you get kind of like a play by play kind of breakdown. But as far as mechanics and stuff, like learning how to do certain things has definitely been YouTube content. Other thoughts? Yeah, just recently started watching a couple couple pros on their streams because uh, a couple of them, like um, I was watching Johnny Boy. He was doing the whole 
the commentary on the games. He was saying how, like, apparently Jack and Flakes and a couple other guys will actually talk through their thought process as they play. So I just started watching a couple of them just to see how they think, and it's completely different. There's there's a whole lot to learn. It's it's a whole new mindset that, and and part of it I think comes back to what you guys were saying earlier, how there's a lot more time that you have than you think you do. And, you know, taking the time to make the right decision will get you the outplay and get you the goal. And a lot of that, I think I'm slowly trying to morph my mindset based on what I've seen on YouTube, what I've, what I've watched in those actual games. So what are the things that you see on YouTube that you're trying to adapt or add in or the things that you see on YouTube that are different than what you're doing besides, of course, ungodly mechanics? Well, that, there's definitely that, you know, there's something to aspire to. Um, but the one thing I've noticed is for the way we've played for the longest time, it's our shots give away possession, and we were just focused on get the ball on the goal, get the ball on the goal, get the ball on the goal. But the second you take that shot, you no longer have control of the ball. And everything I've been watching these pros or even, you know, GCs, it's all about keeping the ball in your control. Then you can control the flow of the game, and ultimately you can get the goal off of that. So it's trying to rein it back in so you're not just haphazardly throwing yourself at the ball for no reason, but you're actually thinking through what you're about to do, where it puts you, where it puts the ball, and how it helps you or your teammates. Any other ways that content has been uh, benefiting you guys as you've been ranking up or as you've been trying to become stronger Rocket League players that content has played a big role in that? Yes, so... uh... I personally have been watching uh, just pro games. Um, one of my favorite, uh, well, uh, I'm not too sure if he's he's pro now, but uh, T Bates. Um, just the way that they can read the ball, um, as well as their opponents, um, I took that into consideration, and I kind of just. Uh, Started being more patient in my game and trying to get an idea of how I would react if I were in my opponent's uh, seat, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think that as far as uh, Rocket League content goes, uh, just uh, you know, patience um, as well as uh, perspective uh, plays uh, a huge part in my game now Mm -hmm. so going going back to like learning lessons implementing those obviously uh i i actually appreciate that you all kind of agree that losing is the best way to like learn how to get better at the game but so how do you take those things that you're learning or maybe notice whatever is happening in the game and then do something with it. Uh, I do it in like actual games. Um, Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's uh, a, it's funny. I actually went back not too long ago um, and looked at like my streams from a year ago and like watched myself play. And I never flipped anywhere, but it's, uh, I don't know when it happened, but I started flipping everywhere. Like I, I don't stop flipping now 
and uh that was one thing that i realized watching uh one of the rlcs games that they move a lot they don't stop moving and i don't know how i implemented it but or when i did but i do it now so mine are definitely just in games yeah that 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 actually goes back to what i was saying earlier about uh momentum um so like i'll realize the mistake that i make in game after it's too late (laughs) and uh i try to fix it during that game but usually i just kind of get ahead of myself and make the same mistake over and over again (laughs) um but i think i think momentum and and just staying in motion is is a huge huge part of the game um and even more so i feel like i don't know i just i i feel like the the main thing that i'm focusing now on is uh is just patience just uh making the right decision and taking the time to actually make that decision and it's also in a way my downfall because my opponent will make their decision before I make mine. I take too much time, and so they get to the ball first. Um, so I think as you climb the ladder, decision making is one thing, but reaction time comes way more into play. Mm-hmm. How do you guys do? Do you guys feel like? your decision making or reaction time uh falls short sometimes in your rank right now or in your games yeah 100 percent. i'd say so i see myself hesitating a lot less yeah but yeah yeah hesitation's a killer is that because you're new in your rank or because that's just like how you play the game. I feel like personally, it's me getting used to how my opponents play. Um, climbing the ranks before I hit diamond, uh, I would just go for it. Um, and so now I'm on this thing where you have to be patient. Sometimes I'm too patient and I don't commit to my first decision. I kind of, in a way, second-guess myself, I guess mm. you could say. Um, and just that that two, three-second hesitation. My opponent Any other second-guessers on the call? Oh, yeah. Something I notice that I'll do is I'll uh, kind of second-guess or overthink the play I want to make with the ball. Because I'm trying to have more purpose with the ball than just, you know, hit ball. And then uh, second-guessing myself, I'll uh, actually fumble the ball or completely lose control of it. So I guess that would count, too. Mm-hmm. What does what does, what do you mean you second-guess yourself or, like, the play that you want to make with the ball? What Walk me through that. Like, I'll be going for, like, a bump dribble. Or not bump dribble, bounce dribble. And I might mess up a bounce, and then I second guess. Oh, should I keep trying this? And then next thing I know, I'm being challenged, and the ball's hit over my head. Okay, 
So it's more like a a failure in execution leads you to un- being unsure guessing, yeah. what to do next. Yep, exactly. Got it. Yeah, okay. I'd agree. Um, so one thing that I've noticed is uh, the more that I worked on just going for it and going and, and not hesitating as much is that uh, when you go for a play, you'll start to plan the play as you go for it, if that makes any sense. Um, like say, say a ball pops up in the middle of the field. Um, I'd say like eight times out of 10 right now in my rank, I'm going to be either the first or the second one up and the first or second one to the ball. Um, and seeing how that play plays out as you're going up for it is a big thing. Um, at least where I am and in my games, uh, and trying to figure out what I'm going to do with it as I'm going for it has been a big thing for me lately as well. Mm -hmm. yeah i'm definitely in the same boat there there's a lot of times where you go up for the ball and you think you're gonna be the first one there and all of a sudden you can see there's another defender coming up so halfway to the ball you have to make the decision what you're going to do with it and then adjust mid-flight and you know i'm still at the rank where i'm not fully consistent on those adjustments and either i hit the ball with whatever my first attention was or i whiff trying to correct for it exactly hmm Interesting. So that almost sounds like it goes back to what a lot of you guys were talking about earlier, which was just kind of this idea of field awareness. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Just a perspective, uh, perspective in and of itself. Okay. Uh, Knowing where your teammate is, knowing where your opponents are, knowing if you or your teammate has boost or, if your opponent is starved, uh, just where the ball is, just perspective in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What uh, what loses you guys the most games? Why do you guys lose games? Uh, for me, it's uh, it's actually my defense, uh, which is something that I also have to work on. Is just uh, choking on easy saves that I just kind of let go right by me. (laughs) Yeah. I think at this point it's definitely the defensive rotation, you know, me me and my, my friend are really good at getting back to the goal, but then there's a lot of double commits, a lot of, a lot of panicky attacks on the ball that create a lot of openings for the the other team. I'd say, uh, like he said, pan panicking on defense, uh, and also things not happening the way that I envisioned it. <laughs> so learning how the ball is going to react. Uh, I found in the last like week, I've been saying, well, a lot. Um, like something <laughs> will happen. I'll be like, well, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Anything else? Romeo, Kai, I don't think I, you guys. I would, I would. <clears throat> I would say. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're good. I would say a lot of defense and consistency with me. Say, like, I'd have, like, ten shots on goal, and I'd have one goal. It's just a lot of those two. Mm -hmm. So being able to be more consistent with your shooting – yeah, 
for the for the most part, yeah. All right. Uh, what loses me the most games? Uh, for threes, it's probably uh, something to do with rotations. Either I'm out of rotation or somebody else's, and then you know there's nobody there for the goal. For twos, what loses me the most games is usually boost management. Like I'll find myself that if I'm in net with 100 boosts, I can save most things a diamond will throw at me. But that moment where they keep applying pressure and I run out of boost and then I go to grab boost, I get scored on. You know, so it's probably boost management for twos and then rotations for threes. Mm. And then mm. I don't play ones because I hate ones. To, ba- Fair to, bounce off, <laughs> to bounce off of that, I feel like with twos, one of the things that I've learned recently being a diamond is you shouldn't always go for the boost. A lot of people kind of downgrade the pads um, and they'll go for the hundred in the corner and the opponent will take the shot and they can't get back in time to save. So and, that's kind of what I was referring to was yeah, the and, like three or four pads in front of the net I'll go for and then get scored on because the ball gets hit behind me or something. Yeah, that's something that I've recently been working on as well as just knowing when I have the time to get the 100 and come back versus getting pads and getting back instantly, you know? How often do you guys rotate along the boost paths in the middle of the field? Anytime I'm rotating backwards, yeah. I do. Anytime when I'm rotating defensively, I will. But on offense, I find a lack of doing that. As far as defense goes, it depends on where I am on the field when I begin my transition. Because if I'm real close to 100, I'll just grab it and go. But if I'm like midfield, then I'll 100% grab pads and just uh... skip the 100. It really depends on how my opponents are playing. If I see them keep going for hundreds um, and I have time to make a wide rotation, I'm stealing all of the boost down the side. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, But if I, if it's just me rotating how I want to, it's always picking up pennies. One of the things that brings me the most joy in rocket league is when I am rotating out or something happens where there's a defender or an opponent right behind me and I can take three of the 100 boosts from them. And they're just like, you can tell they're trying to get boosts, and I just take all of them. Yep. And they're like, Oh, that feels so good because I know if I was the person behind them, I would be so angry at that. So to add on top of that, um, I'm not like Woody, but I do demo a lot. Uh, And rotating back, if I see that an opponent is chasing me, I will, as soon as I pick up that third, I'll head straight to the mid. And if they have the ball, I'll demo them. If they're going to go up for a a pass play, I'll demo them as well. (laughs) So just kind of add a little insult to injury. (laughs) But that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. It's in the game. There's nothing wrong with it. I think one of the funniest situations you could be in is when you're on defense and you can clearly see 
your one of your opponents flying at you to demo you and you calmly tap your jump <laughs> and they just fly right under you and they get stuck in your goal yeah and you have plenty of time to save whatever's coming uh, i think you that's just gotta... the funniest funniest situation sometimes you don't even have to jump they'll just jump right over you (laughs) yeah you just play chicken and they think you're gonna do something and you don't do anything (laughs) at all i've I've noticed i've noticed that if an opponent is coming at you and you do just like a little jerk uh of the gas they'll jump Mm. because they think that you're gonna jump so they'll just jump right over you and then land straight dead in the middle of the the goal (laughs) Definitely gonna implement that. Definitely <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> gonna try it. What is what is the biggest skill that you guys have added to your game recently, or or the most recent thing that you feel like you can look at and say, "Oh, I've actually improved on this," and it and it has added quality to your game. Is demos, demos. An acceptable answer? <laughs> demos is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, I can't pick one, so can I say three? Wait, so you want to say three? <laughs> yeah, it, it, they all happen at the same time. So, Oh, yeah, I mean, that's fine if it's not going to uh, take a half an hour. No, it's just wave dashes, demos, and side sidewall reads. Now, when you say sidewall, you mean like when the ball is on the wall and you're on the wall? Yeah. Okay. For me, I'd say uh, within the past couple of weeks, uh, half flips. What do you think is the next thing that you really need to add to your game? And we talked about decision-making earlier, but what do you feel like is the next big thing that is going to help you move up in skill or really take your skill or your game to the next level? Air dribbling. (laughs) (laughs) I can get around dribbling. Yeah. It's, Do you uh, run into situations a lot in games where you feel like you're messing up air dribbles or is, is that something you just want to be able to do or do you really feel like that will set you apart in games? I feel like I would score a lot more if I can get an extra tap or an uh, earlier tap and then another one on top of it. Um, I would score a lot more of my goals that I attempt. Got it. Okay. Because I can look at it and go, yeah, if I would, if I could have tapped it here, or if I could have followed it faster and tapped it here, um, just for the the misdirection on the defender side, mm-hmm. uh, it would have made a, a thousand percent difference. Anything else? I mean, what about what about everybody else? Next thing that you'd really like to see improve in your game? My mechanics. Any. Be more specific. Like, um, just flicks in general, being being able to get those off a lot faster. Um, okay. As far as I go, I think the next thing I'd like to work on is not just controlling the ball. Um, I can catch it, you know, and, and dribble. But I feel like what comes next is where I need to work. Uh, put put a little bit more effort in uh, in improving. Um, I've never been like a ones player, so 
I'm not very good with, uh, I mean, like I can dribble and, you know, keep the ball with me, but after that, uh, I, I really just kind of don't know what to do with the ball. Um, so I think that that's, that's probably, uh, what, what comes next for me and, and my game. Mm-hmm. And as, as diamond players, what are your, what would you say your biggest weaknesses are right now? For for me, I'd say my 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 defense. Just uh, I have the rotation, just uh, the mechanic to actually save the ball wherever it is, uh, you know, wherever the shot is on the net. Um, and a part of that comes with the back post, uh, just being ready to to save anything that comes. Um, I think that that's probably like my biggest downfall. Is just defense defensive plays i would say uh missing 50s by a flipping centimeter (laughs) (laughs) missing 50s by a flipping centimeter yeah like literally off by a centimeter to five centimeters and it going the complete opposite way of what i would want oh i see Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much what I was going to say. Just knowing when to challenge in the midfield and making poor challenges. I, I'm i curious about this as we're going to like start winding down the, the first ever Infinite Boost Diamond Roundtable. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious, like, at the beginning of Season 4... Did you guys have any expectation of where you were going to be, where you wanted to be rank-wise, and how do you feel about where you are now as opposed to like what maybe you were hoping for at the beginning of the season? Um, in the beginning of the season, I had absolutely no goals or expectations for my ranking. I was just playing to play. Um Versus now, uh, within the past couple of months, um, I don't know. I just got super competitive and just wanted wanted to climb climb the ladder. Um, so as far as where I am now, uh, I'm I'm proud of myself. Uh, I'm proud of uh, how much I've learned and how fast I've learned, uh, and I look forward to uh, learning more and. Uh, continuing uh, climbing. So do you have somewhere that you would like to be by the end of the season or you're just in enjoying the journey? A bit of both. Um, as far as a goal goes, I'd like to hit Diamond 3 before the season ends, which is soon, no? It's a couple weeks, right? I think like we probably have like three or four weeks, three, yeah, like yeah. four weeks at the most. Yeah. So diamond three, um, just cause this is the first season. And, uh, I think out of all of the seasons I've played, I, I'm pretty sure this season I've ranked up the most. Um, so I'm, 
I, I would be happy with hitting Diamond 3. Um, and anything after that, you know, is incredible. But I'd say Diamond 3 for me by the end of the season is uh, is realistical that, uh, that I'm going to strive for. Brett, what about you? You know, I think for now, I'm pretty happy where I'm at. We came into, you know, season three. We just started playing again and actually started getting into it. And we just broke into platinum. So we're like, all right, that's awesome. Let, next season, let's shoot for diamond. And, you know, we made diamond about a month back. And I don't really have any expectations of having a like a, a solid rank in diamond by the end of the season. You know, as long as we're still in diamond, still making progress, I'll be happy. Um but yeah, no, for now, for now I'm good. Just try to figure out what mechanics are lacking and just, you know, grind it out. So no, I mean, you, you kind of like hit where you wanted to be mm-hmm. and everything else is just a, a bonus from here right now, at least. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm trying to learn as much as I can. Cause I mean, me, me and my friend have, have made the joke that we're going to try to hit champ next season, which I don't think is realistic. You know, it's, it's a steep learning curve from here on out, it seems. But, you know, right now we're just trying to learn as much as we can. Um, I've already got my diamond rewards unlocked. I think my friend's like two away from having his. So we're trying to just get the games knocked out, get the, the rewards locked down, and see what all we can learn just being in the rank. Sure. Nice. Kai, what about you? Kai. All right, Romeo, what about you? <laughs> so, the beginning of the season, I was Diamond 1, and now I am a pretty solid Diamond 3. And by the end of the season, my goal was to hit champ and get champ rewards. And if I have to play Rumble to do it, I'll do it, but I don't want to. Wait, and you, you are Diamond 3, right? Yeah, I'm Diamond 3, like Div 2 right now. Okay, nice. Pro, what about <laughs> you? And do you feel like you're... You wanted to hit champ by the end of this season. That's like the goal that you have. Yep. Okay. Got it. Pro, what about you? I want my champ rewards. (laughs) For this season. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you were div four, right? Yeah, I was, I was div four. Okay. So you were also like right there. I was, I was literally, you were knocking on the door. away. Yeah, you weren't even knocking. The door was open, and you were trying to put your foot. I in. had, I had my toes tapping on the inside of the door. <clears throat> but that uh, was just yeah. to get in for the first time. So you haven't actually like won any games in champ yet. No, no. Okay, so now going in reverse order, minus well, going in reverse order, pro. What do you feel like your goal overall is for the game of Rocket League? Like how? How far do you want to make it in in this game? What would what is like your overall goal? Um, I know it sounds kind of ambitious, but I'm I'm a pretty competitive person. Uh, I want to be SSL someday, uh, and I'll do whatever I have to do to get there. <laughs> and I I will say that there I have zero expectation. This is a judgment free zone, so like. Hey, if you are happy getting champ, I say as long as you're happy in this game, I'm happy for you. It's more for me just out of curiosity because uh, some of you are progressing in this game a whole heck of a lot faster than I did and have. 
So I'm, I'm really just curious to see like where you guys are at. And, uh, I, I think, I mean, I hope you get SSL. I just hope you don't get it before me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you do, that's great. Then I'll have somebody to learn from. Anyways, uh, Romeo, what about you? Where where would you like to see yourself in this game? At the end game, when I finally say I had enough, I'd like to be top 100 in twos or threes. Ooh. I like that. Nice. Uh, Brett, what about you? You know, with uh, with as crazy as life can be, I think I'd be happy to make like GC two or GC three. You know, I'd love to be SSL, but I just I don't know if they're if I'll be able to commit that time to it in the long run. You know, so if I can get in GC, I think I'll be happy. Wait, I just saw Okami move. <laughs> Kai, you here? Are you are you back? Yeah, I I just realized that my mic was I had my mic on mute. Oh, <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Cause I, I was like, did he fall asleep at the wheel? Oh, What's no. going on? Oh, no. Okay. Kai. So, uh, what is your, since, since you kind of missed a little bit before, what's, what's your goal now? Now I'm not going to be able to edit out me. You, you ghosting me there for a second. So what, what is your goal for the end of the season or like, how are you feeling about where you're at based on like where you want to be in this season? And then what's your overall goal for rocket league? I, I feel pretty good at where I'm at, but I want to, I still want to try to push to be champ one by the end of the season. And for my overall goal, honestly, I would, I would be happy with hitting GC. But I want to push beyond that. But I, I'd, I'd settle for GC. Nice. Okay. And George, George, what about you? What's your overall goal for uh, Rocket League? Um. Yeah, honestly, I would settle for high GC, two or three. Um. And then after that, it depends on where I am uh, in life. Um, and if if the opportunity presents itself, then absolutely SSL, 100%. So just out of curiosity, just because I'm, I'm talking about these nebulous goals of like, oh, you know, at the end of the world, where do you want? Like, we don't know. So just out of curiosity, when you and when you envision like being at where you want to be in this game or the game getting to a place where you don't want to play it anymore, or you you're just ready to move on or you've hit, you've hit exactly what you want to hit. So think about like you get exactly what you're looking to get in the game of rocket league. How far, how far out in the future is that? Like pro, when you say I want to get SSL, like that's that's what I want to get. How like if you just pull straight from the sky the amount of time that you think about that and when it happens, how long is that? Like the the first time that comes to mind is probably like three years. That's a long right. time. It is a long time, but that's that's what pops in my head. <laughs> All right. I mean, and that's, that's honest. I appreciate, and I, you know, I have no idea what you guys are thinking. So 
like that that gives me that perspective i i appreciate that romeo what about you uh i think to be a pro at really anything you need to put at least 10,000 hours into it so probably around the 10,000 hour mark for my goal and how long have you been playing the game like i have been playing since the end of season 2 so okay. the beginning of 2021 all right and you just have like 200 hours right a little less like 170 okay cool uh kai what about you what's your what's your what's your rocket league timeline uh, it's i would say in about two years about two years mm-hmm. uh, i want to hit hit gc that's that's my all right what i would say and brett brett what about you What's your what's your Rocket League time? Probably on the same timeline as Kyle there. I'm thinking about two years realistically to, to hit that goal. George? Well, I'm going to be the one to say that. Say it. I dare you. I'd give myself <laughs> six months to a year before I peak at GC, at least GC1. Uh, as far as my goal, GC2, 3, I'd push it year and a half, too. But I feel like I can break GC in six months to a year. You heard it here first, folks. All right. I want to see it. So have you guys ever played a game as much as you've played Rocket League? Like, have you ever had a game that you play as much or you've looked at the same way that you look at Rocket League? Uh, for me, uh, so the one game that I've taken seriously is Rocket League, but second place is League, League of Legends. Um, grinded that for a long time, long time. Years, years, almost a decade. Um, but I feel like within the last three years, I've taken Rocket League way more serious. Mm. Yeah, I'd say the closest thing was probably when I was a little kid. I had Pokemon Sapphire when it first came out, and somehow managed to get 400 hours on that game card. Still not sure how, but that's probably the second closest game. (laughs) What system was that on that you could even see how many hours you had on it? Dude, it was on the, the Game Boy Advance. When the thing first came out, it logged the hours right when you logged in on the save screen. Yep. Oh, on Pokemon it did? Yeah, yeah. When, when you load into a game, it tells you like how long you've been playing. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. The Pokemon grinder. That was huh? before the backlit screens. You had the little light that came up at the top of the thing <laughs> to see it at night. Oh, geez. Yep. Hit underneath your uh, sheets. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly what about it. what about the rest of you has has rocket league caught you like no other game has or do you have experience like being a, a video game grinder previously i've uh i like i said i'm a competitive person but i've never played ranked in any other game um i used to be a huge uh search and destroy player and on uh mw2 and like black ops 2 and all that but mainly in mw2 
I went back and looked at my hours on MW2 on Xbox. I have 372 or something like that. I currently have 390 hours in uh, Rocket League. So. So nothing like it, really. Yep. All right. Well, I will. I. Uh, I think you know. Since you guys are all a part of the Discord, I'll be intrigued to see how the how the next couple of seasons go, how the next few months go, and uh, I think if anything, you know, if you have been a listener for a while and haven't joined us in the Discord, uh, and you know, have goals of your own or interested in ranking up or might be around the same rank as these guys, I think this is a I think this is a really interesting time to consider joining the discord and and being a part of the community because i mean i don't i don't know where it's going to go from here but i'm excited to see what happens for you guys i appreciate you being willing to take the time to hang out with me for a little while and and talk about your rank and and talk about your experience with the game and uh i i look forward to seeing you guys continue to make progress. And I think, you know, a couple of you guys mentioned um, early on in the show, you know, once you first got Diamond, that you posted it in the Discord. And I think that's one of the coolest things uh, about the community that we have going is, you know, we're all we're all in different spots, but at the same time, we're all kind of in it together. So I appreciate that about the Discord. I appreciate that about you guys. Uh, not just being supporters, but also just like, uh, you know, contributors to what we have going on here. And I guess we can just go down the line really quickly as you're all jumping all over each other in this, in this private lobby, but any, I will, I'll give you an opportunity to share any, any final thoughts that you would like to, uh, for, for the listeners of the show that might have made it this far. Well, why don't we go down the new line that we have starting with Brett? Yeah, I think, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head that the said this game's unlike any other. And I think no matter how, how high we rank, it's, it's always going to be fun. It's always going to be interesting. There's always gonna be something new to do. So I think no matter what rank you are, just, just grind it out, hit whatever goal you set and, just keep on playing for the fun of it. Yeah, I I, I would absolutely agree. Um, honestly, I'd say just make sure that you're having fun. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a video game. Um, toxicity will always exist. Negativity will always exist, but you have to push through and just enjoy yourself. Yeah, basically along both of their lines, just always make sure you're having fun, even if you're you're playing ranked, casual, just always always have fun. Yep, going along with what they said, and on top of that, um, I know this is kind of like self promoting, but joining Tom's podcast, I've found a lot of useful people that are willing to go out of their way to help me progress in the game. So I found that to be extremely helpful with not only progressing, but having fun while I play the game. And pro, how about you, man? Um, I would, uh, I would say just keep, keep pushing, keep grinding. 
um as weird as it looks or feels when you're trying to do something it'll uh, it'll come to you eventually uh have fun with it don't want to save and uh yeah have a good time nice all right well thank you guys again for joining me i appreciate the time uh if you have gotten to the end of this episode uh, please let me know what you think. I'm curious to hear what you think of doing things like this because I'd certainly like to do more of it in in the future. Uh, but guys, Diamond Players, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. I hope that you guys got something out of this as well. Uh, and as always, thank you for the boost. Thank you for the boost. Thank you thank for the boost. Thank you for the boost. I was wondering if anybody was going to say it. Hey, I was the first one. <laughs> Nailed it. Thanks for the boost, guys. <laughs>